is about me and girls. Like, here's the thing. Renee Rapp is incredible. Okay. Renee Rapp is a goddess. The songs... I, I'm glad they cut songs because the songs are bad. They should. I cut- you said the thongs for a second. Yes, they cut all the thongs. It got really hard. People had to clench their butt cheeks really hard to keep the underpants on. Yeah. But but like I thought like they cut this a bunch of songs. Good the songs are bad. They should have cut more songs. <laughs> My hot take is like, but like also the musicals format works better for screen. It's a good movie format. Um, so like my hot takes that Mean Girls the musical would make a really good non-musical film. Maybe starring Lindsay Lohan and Rachel McAdams. Hi, and welcome back to This Toxic Fan, and we ramble for approximately two hours on the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16, Episode 2, Queen's Choice Award. Slim it down to a cool 90 minutes, send it straight to your ear hole. Satan, hi, Toxic Fans. Hi! Oh my god, we got, we were good in that one. David has such great breast support. Anyway, introduce yourself, Toxic Fans. It's from the head. (laughs) No complaints yet. Hey everyone, I'm your professional hobbit, your podcast dad, Stephen Pope. Um, I this I am already really liking this season, y'all. I'm having such a good time. This is great. Um, and we're joined by our beautiful third co-host, who actually looks really good with a ponytail. He should consider that more often. David Gorin. Hello, I'm David Gorin. Um, I will not consider a po- actually no, I'll consider a high ponytail. I'll like an Ariana Grande? I'll never forget when David was like, oh, I like my how I look with a ponytail. And I was like, yeah, because you have a nice bone structure. It's why you'd look good if you cut your hair. <laughs> no, I mean like a Barbie, like a high Barbie pony. Not like a, not like, like, like there, like, like there. I know this is a visual medium, so none of you can see. Audio medium. Um, no, this is a visual medium. <laughs> so all of you can see, but none of you know what David just said. Exactly. He <laughs> 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 he, strike that, reverse it. Um... Yeah, I like. I don't know. I feel like a low ponytail. I just look like trash. I thought I was gonna be the Regina George of this episode, but I'm. Am I the Twink Willy Wonka after that? That random uh, reference. No, you're Twilly Twonka. I so, don't think that works. Anyway, I'm Jolie, and the first queen in the workroom is Twilly moving Twonka. on from what David just said. <laughs> so, um, this is the second part of the premiere because it's a two part premiere, which I'm. Starting to feel like if you're going to have more than 10 girls, just do it this way. I think it's insane to say 10 girls because I can't imagine a, a, I can't imagine not being able to sit through a 12 girl season. Okay, that's fine. I'm like, like, I'm like, Pope, Pope, what is your attention span that you're like, if there's 13 girls on a season, split it up. Uh, there are 13 girls on a season. I'm going home. I'm not watching. I'm 13 is a bad number. It is Malocchio. I will see you after the first elimination. And I'll see you next Tuesday. Well, we record. Speaking of, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Plain Jane isn't until later. Uh, first Ooh. up, we have Hershey, Hershey LaCour Jeté. Los oh Angeles royalty. Sister to Cornbread the Snack Jeté. Um, I love this wig. She looks so good. I liked it too. Uh, I that she comes in in that gray number and she's having so much fun. I loved it. I I thought she incredible. She paints so much. Like she reminded me a lot of like 
a younger Asia O'Hara, which is such an incredible compliment. Like, the way she does I, the, the glitter contour on her nose was very reminiscent of Asia to me. I see that, but I was thinking a young Monet. I was thinking Coco Montrese, but not orange. That's that's not a thing like Coco Montrese, then. <laughs> Have you seen the show, Tamar? Please tell me you're joking, bitch. Have I? Am I? Am I don't know. Are you Am joking? I? Are you joking? You can't tell. Am I a joke? Am I a funny man? Oh boy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Hershey is. I'm, I made a drag race reference, and neither of these two homosexuals picked it up. Anyway, Did you call me a homosexual. Don't. Don't. <laughs> so after That's the noise Pope makes in bed. <laughs> Every time I come. Don't. 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 Um, I do remember that one time I was with someone, and when they came, I shouted Squirtle. Why were you Did fucking Did they choose Ash? you? <laughs> Don't fuck Ash. He's like 11. That man is in his 40s. It's like 11. Anyway. <laughs> He's like Bart Simpson. And then next up, 11. we have Ugh. Plasma. Now, Plasma has a hilarious entrance line. Why donate blood when you can make money give, giving Plasma? Mm-hmm. Love that. I love this outfit. Same. It's very 1950s. Uh, Femme fatale. Yeah, very that. I, if you put this in black and white, mm-hmm. I would be enthralled. I um, really, I like the print of the jacket. I like, I really like Plasma conceptually. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that she's going, she kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Vivian Vanderpuss from Canada's Drag Race season three, where mm. it's like, ooh, you're so interesting. In a couple years when you've, like, properly cooked, you're going to be everything. See, I don't get Vivian Vanderpuss. I get, um, oh my god, what is her name? Oh, um. Scarlet Envy. Yes, Scarlet, Scarlet yeah, Envy. Scarlet Envy. I don't think you know who Scar- what Scarlet Envy looks no, like. No, 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 The yeah. vibe that she's giving me is, like, a Scarlet Envy, but, like, with a sense of humor. I don't, uh, I, I don't get hmm. that, because I feel like Scarlet Envy, Scarlet Envy gave me pretty quiet kid, and she gives me lovable dork. No, 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 no. I, I see that. I feel like what I'm trying to, here's what I'm trying to put down. They're from the same movie. They're just, okay. She's Scarlet Envy's fun friend who tells her to drop everything and run to the man. Okay. And if, then Scarlet Envy stabs that man with a pencil. Kind of. I was going to say, if Scarlet Envy is in the Maltese Falcon, then she, then Plasma is in like. Naked Gun. Yes. Oh, okay. That's what you. That's mean. what I'm trying okay, to say. That I. Oh, that I understand. A, she's a porn parody of Scarlet Envy, <laughs> and having seen her out of drag, I would watch that video. Oh my god, you and you, me both. So this is the first time in a long time the three of us watched the episode together, and you were both just like, oh, it's plasma. Also, it's also the first time in forever that me and David find the same person attractive. Oh yeah. It, well, actually, no, because we did find Renee Rapp attractive at the same yes, time. Yes, But Yeah, you're both lesbians. Oh, I'm 1,000% a lesbian. For Renee Rapp, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm always a lesbian. You haven't seen Mean Girls yet, you so are. you don't understand the Ray Rapp and Nassau. I've seen Heathers. Does that count? No. No, Renee Rapp is not in that movie. Her name is Renee Rapp. Anyway, next up, is a we don't have deal. the rights to this, David. <laughs> well, I didn't completely quote it. Yeah, kind of did. <laughs> and also, Joe, you know how I sing. I was at least six notes off. <laughs> You're a better singer than that. So. <laughs> did I? 
Did I do something? Did I say something wrong? My tism showing. Help. You don't understand that. There you go. I have so many questions. Don't worry about it. So next up, David, um, if if you were about to say that no one's going to bring you down, what would you maybe sing after that? Ah, I am wearing the headphones, please. And did you hear how those were not the notes? Anyway, (laughs) next up is Geneva Carr. Yeah, so Geneva Carr, she is the first, uh, well, she's the first competitor on American Drag Race who was born in Mexico. Yes. She lives in Texas. Um, At the the little tip of Texas. At the tip of Texas. But has she ever been to the Geneva Carvention? Ooh, good question. Um, I don't know, but uh, but if you ask nicely, maybe she'll let you in her Gulf of Mexico. Ooh, I don't get her name. I don't get. Her I don't name. either. I think I... that it's not a pun. No, oh. like I think I think you guys are looking for a joke, and I think her name is like 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 an Asia O'Hara, where it's just like a nice lady's name. No, no, no. It's very possible. But I was gonna say that like with Geneva, um, it's just where my brain always goes is the Geneva Convention. I think there's Geneva might just. We might think that, but Geneva might be more of a popular oh, name in Mexico that f- hasn't translated to the States. No, I was going to say, my friend Will has a friend, who I think she's white, um, named Geneva. <laughs> it's Raven, so we're really not sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. Um, I have to say, Geneva, I think, has some of the most beautiful makeup. I think she Incredible looks so paint. good. And she comes in with that Mexican flag dress. That was cool. Which I really should be like, that's hideous, but I just thought it was amazing. I thought it was so cool looking. I mean- it's the famous thing of it's not the garment, it's how you wear it. She And she, and she, she wore, wore it. it. She wore it very well. And next up, we have Plain Jane. And um, I just... I'm going to plain, separate my feelings. Plain Jane has the energy of a mean twink at brunch who thinks that saying bitchy things is the same as telling jokes. Yes. And I think it's put on. The thing that I'll say about Plain Jane is I think she, if she was in the first episode and like we switched her and Safira, so she's with Morphine and Mirage and all the girls who are a little more cutty, I think that she would be fitting into something where all of them were throwing shade at each other and it was like meshing really well. And I'm curious to see how she'll be next week. But Unfortunately, she's in this episode and everyone else is really nice and she is such a fucking bitch. She is unnecessarily Here's mean. the other thing that I will say. She was unnecessarily mean in her confessionals. That is true. I mean, she like, call, she also called her a pig in Russian. That, that did happen. I know, but I feel like the whole thing where- You the, called her a pig in a wig. I, no, 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 I agree. I think that the stuff that she said in Russian was like- I think with that, it was genuinely one of those things where it's like, and I feel like I have the right to say this. Um, Every now and then when someone finds out that I can speak Italian, they're like, say something in Italian to me. And so I feel like that was kind of her like, fuck you. And when they were like, speak Russian. And so like, I thought that was kind of funny because it didn't really matter what she said. She could have said like, dinner is at seven don't make sure to bring home the borscht and they would have been like, Oh, okay. So I guess that's more why I was kind of like that part. I was willing to forgive. It was more in her confessionals where I was just kind of like, this is for no one. The attitude. Part of me wonders if like, I'm wondering if she got got. Mm, Like, like, like if, 
you know how confessionals work. Well, yeah, like lead you. Like, I wonder if potentially they like blew a little bit of smoke up her ass, made her feel really comfortable, and she got Fifi O'Hara'd a little bit, where she's just like saying awful things at the same time. It just is like, it feels like she's putting on a character. And I felt a lot of the same way for a lot of, a lot of the bits that like Lux did last, Lux and Mistress would do last season where it Mm -hmm. felt like they were like, we want to stir the pot. So we are going to put on this caricature of Mean Girl. Um, And it just, I find it so uninteresting, Um, especially in an episode like this where Everyone else is being quite nice and trying to get to know each other. And she spends the entire episode being like, I am better than everyone. And also, I am here. Yeah, um, I'm really trying to separate my feelings about her uh, from the look. Because the look itself, I thought, was goofy and fun. Like, she comes in and she announces she's the world's second most Russian Boston hooker. She's the real... Russian Boston hooker because she's actually Russian. Sure, she is, Jan. Um, I, mean, I mean, she spoke a Russian. I think she is Russian. So do, Katya speaks like six languages. It doesn't yeah, make Pope. You. I think she might just actually be Russian. Yeah, I think okay, well, Pope. She's... Some people are Russian, and some people are dragon, and some people are... are from Boston. And if you think about it too much, you're going to get whiplash. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. So next up is your favorite girl, Megami. I love Megami. Megami. I love Megami. I used to see Megami a lot in New York. She's very cool. She's very nice. We went on a couple dates. Uh, I'm a Megami stan. She's never done anything wrong. She actually should have won this episode. She should have won last episode as well. I don't know what you guys are talking about. What do you mean she forgot to have a reveal runway on the reveal runway? I loved Megami. Ah, so you're uh, you're me about Sasha Colby last season, except I didn't need to do it. Um, so, David, do you know what her name means? Um, no, but all I can think of is super fighting robot Megami. Okay, one. I love that. But no, her name actually means goddess. D-D-E-S-S. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, her name actually- is Megami. Yeah, it translates the- it's Japanese for goddess. Um, and- Uh, But you know what I do know in Japanese? Don't say it. (laughs) Just don't, all right? I don't know I regret teaching you that word. Um, (laughs) I don't know what's happening, but uh, she got her name actually because of Shin Megami Tensei. A popular video game Who uh, who is a uh, video game designer who uh, makes both a series that is basically titled after his name, Mm -hmm. as well as the Persona franchise, which is a very popular uh, JRPG. Um, And so, and she got her start in cosplay, so that's kind of where everything comes together. Yeah, nice. it also explains why she likes the religious imagery so much because she comes in with a look. Um, she claims she's the Antichrist, and I love that. But it actually reminded me a little bit of Gia Gunn's look from her All Stars, which mm-hmm. was a Catholic reference, I believe. Mm-hmm. I love this look. I thought she comes in. I, yeah. It's just uh, I like the, the lore and it's gorgeous. Velvet. It's so cool. The tiny bag is like delightful the it horns just, it's a really nice the compact look i it looks like a look that is, you look at and you go ooh. you don't think about it too much but if she has to move in it she'll be good yeah which is mm-hmm. i think like what you want from an entrance look yeah because these girls are expecting to be you know thrown in a volcano or dunked in a fish tank or something like that <sighs> can we they... finally get thrown in a volcano for season 17 <laughs> i've been waiting so long I just want to, them to start and end the season by sacrificing all of the contestants in one episode. 
<laughs> the shortest season. It's just they they walk into the workroom room and they they go okay walk a few more steps <laughs> and there's just like a little puff of smoke. Actually, no, it's a split premiere because the first half is a fake out where they all walk into the volcano and the second half you actually get the girls. <laughs> But it's a full 16. It's actually like it is a full 90 minutes and 30 minutes of untucked. Yes. Of them walking into a volcano. <laughs> the it's so many girls. Yes. No, uh, it's uh, the uh, the untucked is uh, instead of it's a uh, total lava island. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's actually funny because um, it's going going off of our I don't think we posted the photo, but our look last week that we did for the cover uh, Charlie's Angels. Um, there was a TV writer who I knew who wrote the pilot for the failed Charlie's Angels TV series. And originally you were supposed to have a full episode with the three girls and then he was going to kill them off at the end. That's so dark. And then you were going to have like the actual three Charlie's Angels in the next episode. That's so dark and yeah. so unnecessary. What Fuck. a wild choice. I know. What so, a wild like choice. Like they were going to promote it. the entire series with like three random girls and then kill them off in the first episode and then the rest of the season is going to be three new girls see this is why you need someone in the room going that's stupid don't do that um it's it's the it's the joss whedon wanting to make that one guy in the first episode of buffy uh a series regular mm -hmm. billing so that when he killed him in the first episode it would it would feel like no one would matter yeah Well, Um, well that at least makes sense and that's just one card um but yeah that's terrible idea. Hate yeah, it. No, I kind of love it. I'm obsessed. Oh my God. Someone do that. <laughs> so someone do a, a season where they do that every episode, except for like the second to last one, and then those girls get to have a show, and it's literally just Charlie's Angels for like ten episodes of randos. Then eleven and twelve, we finally get the girls. So next and up they was are I am on the page. And Cameron Diaz. I Next. I the third one was, but also I think Pope wanted to go on for some reason. Thank you. Next. Are you trying to say we're not a Charlie's Angels podcast? We are not a Charlie's Angels podcast. We probably couldn't be. I don't think I've seen those movies. I've never seen the show. <sighs> I've seen the movies. Okay. I mean, I'll say this. I, I think, think I've seen the second movie. Full Throttle. Was there a motocross scene in it? And a burlesque number? I was there a random German number? All I know is at the end. That was they, the first one. At the end of it, they met Charlie. Which is which movie is that? Like Charlie came out and they said hi to him or something. None of them. That can't happen. Charlie doesn't exist. Yeah. No. Charlie is the friends we make along the way. No, we're not yeah, a Charlie's at, Angels podcast. The Moving on. Movie, no one met Charlie in the Charlie's Angels. No one no. died at Stonewall. Okay. Anyway, moving on, we have Maya. Iman LePage. Now she has from the House been... of LePage. <laughs> Crystal LePage. I'll read the bitch. Um, she has the most insane spelling I think I've ever seen of the name Maya. M H Y A. You're from missing an apostrophe. I'm missing. Oh my god. M H I apostrophe Y A. Why? A. Um. Well, the Y A stands for young adults. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck you the mhi is like my tie <laughs> well the the mhi is uh is her goodreads uh page where she slams other young adult writers um <laughs> this color orange is incredible she looks great in orange um she's actually been like viral a handful of times because mm-hmm. she uh 
she has she has bones. I believe she has bones. She just doesn't use them sometimes, and it's amazing. Look, if she's viral on TikTok, maybe it was a no bones day. <laughs> I miss that pug. Um, but she is an amazing performer. Like, yeah. Holy shit! I'm really excited to see what she does. I wonder. I wonder if she's related in some drag way to Mercedes Amon Diamond. I wonder about um, that. Just the middle name being Amon. I know that Amon is a house, so mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe they're mm-hmm. like cousins. I will say that the look is giving me a little too much Chester Cheetos can can girl sister. I do hate the wig. The big poofy it's not a bouffant. It's just like it's like the It's like what Michelle Cracker had. I like I like the wig. It's kinda like the cracker sphere or the uh uh Michelle Visage sphere. <laughs> I like or the stratosphere. Yeah. I like it. I think it's funny. I love her makeup. I, 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 again, it's one of those things where like it, it's a vibrant color. Mm-hmm. It pops. Mm-hmm. It's very pretty. And if she has to move in it, she can. Yep. Again, I think that we need to remember these are entrance looks. Yeah. And that they are gonna have to jump in a volcano, <laughs> and she's not gonna trip on the way to the volcano. But speaking of tripping, okay, all right, this girl. I, I, that was very good, Joe. That was I very good, it. Joe. I loved it, Joe. It was great, but I got to talk about Nymphia because Nymphia, I saw her promo look and I was like, oh, she's fine, she's cool. Like I, I didn't look into her at all because I used to be that girl who would like deep dive into every girl so I know all the details. You know, Not, like elbow deep, elbow fucking deep. I, I don't even care about the popover anymore. But I, I fell in love the minute she walked into that workroom. Oh, I became a Nymphia maniac. Oh, you're proud of that one. I am proud of that one. <laughs> that, that joke was definitely a wind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Nymphia win. She uh, comes in so in a beehive wig covered with sunglasses all the way down it in a trench coat. Opens the trench coat to reveal, you want to buy a banana? Banana. <laughs> and then a big swinging banana in between her legs <laughs> with a smiley face on it. Girl, when it's I see so a bi- stupid. I, wanna, I mean, I relate to that because when I see a big swing of banana between someone's legs, I also get a smiley face. Um, <laughs> it's so, she it's even has so, a purse. Like, why the purse? I love it. It's so good. I mean, it's like I love the whole like like it's it's so ridiculous in like the best possible way. It's a flasher look. Like everything the, with gl- it. The, the gloves are like the type of gloves you would use to wash dishes <laughs> yeah like the, the the shades of yellow are just so weird and it's so cool. perfect and like all of the shapes of the sunglasses are all like yeah every 60s. sunglasses is different but if she was wearing one any of them they would be good and a beehive like that is really hard to wear like yeah. that i i just i immediately Obsessed. It's stupid, but it's thought out. Megami says that Nymphia just moved to Brooklyn, and she's already like she she's uh, she's Taiwanese, uh, she, and she and she she is like she is a huge she's a bit of a star over there. Mm-hmm. Um, what does she call her fans? Her banana banana believers. Yes, yeah, her, her banana <laughs> believers. And after this episode, I think we can all say we are firm banana believers. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean we believe in a firm banana. Um, it's very appealing. She also calls herself the Banana Buddha. Uh, she calls herself the Banana Buddha, and Pope got sad that that wasn't her drag name. Okay, come he liked on, it so much. It's such a good drag name. So 
Rue comes in and Rue is wearing a Klein Epstein Parker deal and not dressed like Steamboat Willie. Nope. And Steamboat Willie? Yeah. Train conductor. I know. I just That's not a Steamboat. Steamboat Willie is such a wildly different reference. Did you just say that because it's now in public domain? Yeah, it's on the are, mind. We actually are now allowed to um, have Mickey Mouse do whatever we want. So uh-huh. I-, I have a podcast to pitch for you, Joe. No, we can only use Steamboat Willie Mickey. Yeah. Um, what do you think my what do you think my Christian name is, motherfucker? <laughs> my Mickey voice is uncomfortable for I me. I don't know why your Willy st- voice. The Willy voice. Your thing. Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse voice. <laughs> no, no, just the Steamboat Willie voice. Your legally distinct Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse voice. <laughs> well, no, because you know how like there's the new ride at Disneyland, uh, ironically enough, with the train. Uh, yeah, oh, the, the uh, yeah, runway, runway. runway. Yeah, the reason why they did that is because they want people to associate that Mickey Mouse as Mickey Mouse now. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they own that one. So anyway, Rue looks human again, and we get our mini challenge, which is a photo shoot again. Wait, what do you think train conductors are? Uh, who are you asking? You. Oh, the guys who drive trains. I don't fucking know. So they're humans? Usually. Because you said Rue looks human again. And I was like, <laughs> what do you, who do you think is driving the train, Bo? I don't know. This train's if, off the track. If you kick all the robots out of your country, who's going to drive your bo- trains, Pope? All I'm going to say is That's that not. if if train one is going at X speed and train David, two. David, I went to art college. I'm bad at math. <laughs> David, I'm gay. I'm bad at math. <laughs> Just, I think we'll need it. Okay. You think we will or we won't? Uh, just in case. So. Sometimes it's nice to just clap. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have fun editing you this. You know, an ex once said that to me, and then I got tested. Good call. So the mini challenge is the girls are going to get their photos taken at the SheMV with special guest star T.S. Madison, who really should be a full-time judge at this point. She is. She's one of the three. Yeah. Like, like she hosts... She, like, hosts the Drag Race talkbacks and, like... I, yeah, I know, I yeah, know, but I want her on the judges panel every week. She's fantastic. I love you her. Want, you want when RuPaul to say, tonight it's family only, that she is part of the family. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. You, Listen, I mean... We talk about this every time she shows up, like... I just, I just am tired of Carson Cressley and the hilarious Ross Matthews. I'm yeah. just tired of the fact that it's always four white men judging these women. <laughs> How dare you? Sometimes they have a guest judge. <laughs> um, oh, and Love Connie was there. Love Connie was there. Yeah, for five seconds. Why? Because Love Connie lives on the soundstage. Yeah, Love Connie was not invited to be there and security started coming. So she had to leave. She came. She's like, hi, Rue. And like, here's it's the thing. so good to be here there, again. There, there's like kind of technically a photographer for this one. Yeah, T.S. Madison. But she's, no, she's not the photographer. She's just clicking things. But, like, there's, like, a camera that's, like, visible. These pictures are so bad. Yeah, and they also really they were are. asking very intrusive questions. But, like, like they're they're asking bad questions. Their questions aren't interesting. They're it's, not really letting the... It reminded me a lot of the mini challenge where they had to sell the chocolate bar in season 10, where Rue was just telling them to do weird things and then laughing. Wait, what was it? It's a mini challenge. No, what were they selling? It's a mini chocolate. challenge. Wow. Okay. Thank yeah, you, I was. David. I wasn't giving it to him. Yeah. Um, you, sometimes you just gotta. So, uh, 
I, I, you're both right. I feel like Rue was more testing, like, are you witty? Are you funny? But, Do like, you, he wasn't you letting them respond. Like, none of them were talking back because it didn't feel like they were supposed to, whereas all of them talked back in last week. Yeah. Like, last week, all of them had a lot of fun and got better photos. This week, the mini challenge, I, th- the, the, I think the photo shoot was just, like, a bad one. Well, you know why, right? Why? Because this week, RuPaul wasn't studying no vegan va- bacon. I don't... What does that mean? <laughs> David, I don't know what that means. I, well, did you forget to study it? I guess so. If you didn't study the vegan bacon, how are you going to know what it means? I'm going home. <laughs> Ugh. Um, oh, wait. We forgot We forgot the worst part of this entire thing. Oh, the bug? Derek Barry? Uh, Derek Barry hasn't shown up yet. Geneva Carr bri- uh, styles her leg hair. Oh! <gasps> okay, now, David had... David is clutching his pearls for once in uh, my life, and I'm loving it. I'm just... Okay, is it that gross? I feel like it's weird, but it's yes. not like... It was so it was gross. so gross. <laughs> Did you see the photo? I saw the oh, photos. No. I just thought it was weird. Like, oh, no, it made me gag. Hope you not finding that gross makes me worried about what type of porn you're watching. It's not a... I'm going to take what? the computer away. What? It was so gross. It was gross. very gross. Was so gross. I'm not saying it's not weird, but it was one of those things where it's like... That's that's just weird. Why would you do that? No, and no, you two no, no, no. were like vomiting because like it. it was really just like oh, oh. I don't really know how else to put it, but like I, I, I there was just something so like I don't know. It just made it me, gave it made me my, the ick. Yes. Wait, can I can I can I be vulnerable on the pod? Can Always. I be gross on the pod? Yeah, style your leg hair. <laughs> no, that was your leg in that photo. <laughs> no, but I do watch those videos of people popping zits. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, no. Like, to me, that is, that's about as close, that to me is on par with the, like, hairstyling thing where it's just like, well, that's gross. I'm going to watch that for an hour. I, I, you know, it's funny because, like, <clears throat> I just remember that, so my, a friend of mine and I were watching Pink Flamingos. Okay. And we both, like, so much famously happens in that has movie. Legs, have legs. Famously has legs. But no, so much happens in that movie, and it's famous for the fact that at the end of the movie, Divine eats literal dog shit, and it infamously people would vomit in the theater after seeing that. My friend and I were perfectly fine. The scene that we were like, oh, was when they were like hawking up loogies and like licking the furniture. Yeah. Like, it, it's, you just never know what gives you the ick. Anyway, I just didn't really like this mini challenge, and because of it, nothing really stuck out to me. No, oh, one yeah. thing stuck out to me. The bug? The banana. No. Ugh, the bug. Um, Mia falling asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mia, I don't know if I, that was a bit or not. So they all get to sit, they're all sitting at the GMV waiting, and they get to watch each other go, which was a very interesting, I thought it was going to, like, turn into something. It didn't. I was but hoping for heckling. Mia is asleep, <laughs> and I do not know if it was real or not. I hope it wasn't. I think it was. But I think it was. Hashtag. Narcoleptic drag queen. <laughs> I like how the joke is said it out loud. You Thank are. You. You, it, it, I remember watching that episode with you for the first time where they did that wild fucking. Season five, episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Where they did that wild fucking hashtag and you just losing your mind. Well, it's uh, because like, I mean, it's, it's both like hysterical and offensive and it's just like well, you also watch that late enough that like hashtags had kind of become real things by then yeah whereas it, back in season five people were just hashtagging random that was back in Anything. the days that was back in the days where you went 
hashtag did I do this right? Hashtag I don't know how hashtags work. Hashtag hashtag. Yes, if you go far enough back on my Instagram, you fu- will find all of those hashtags. Same hashtag gay. Hashtag gay boy b o i. Can I still use hashtag Instagram? I still I think I, it actually I refer does to us work. as the boys with the die. And I also, <gasps> I also literally used hashtag gay boy and hashtag Instagram on every one of my Instagram posts until I came in as not binary and dropped the gay boy. Yeah. Pope, you cannot call us the boys. Why not? Because Amazon will come for us. Besides that, um, okay, a friend of a friend of mine, their parents walk around with these two dolls that they like dress up and take photos of and like bring them to dinner and they're the boys are they the sewer boys from no. the musical <laughs> they're not but they may as well be david you don't live a normal life and you don't hang out with normal people i don't I need you to know this i don't and it's just like but what pisses me off is that no one talks to her anymore so i can get no information about the boys you don't need to know and frankly you're healthier not knowing so anyway <laughs> nymphia wins the mini challenge um and pope calls it that because we're two dolls that he is dressed up and Walks around. At this point, Joe, the dolls are the dolls. Uh, <laughs> I hate it here. So, Nymphia wins. We're all very proud of her. And she's the only one who seems to be having any fun during this challenge. Uh, we also really established that plain Jane, definitely in the confessionals, is just being mean. Does she mean. say she's... anything mean to the queens? Or does no. she only do it in confessional? Only in confessional. It's... Apart from calling that, like... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just like, listen, at one point I said, God, she's being a cow and Joe clutched their pearls. But like, I'm not wrong. They're a cow. They're mean. They're again. It's one of those things where I just I'm curious. I think it is framing of episode where everyone is so Pollyanna in this episode. Everyone is so nice. Everyone is clearly there to... Everyone in this episode is playing RuPaul's best summer camp race. And last episode, everyone was, like, shady. They were fun. The Queen's last episode would maybe have given an energy to plain Jane that she would have been able to fire back with. Yeah. And maybe with this one, she was feeling a little pent up, and maybe, like, this is how she does... wished she could talk to them, but she felt like none of them would like it. I, again, I don't love it. I think that it comes across really badly, but I also just am like, I feel like I'm I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt that this is a one, a first episode thing and that she'll develop or she's playing a villain on television. Yeah. I think she's playing a villain on television because I think that like, here's the, I, I think we're far enough into the drag con, drag con, drag race lexicon. Now you know why I said Dragon. Yeah. Um, Drag Race Lexicon. A that, Rolodex, if you will. Exactly. Um, that, like, we're at a point where a lot of things are, nothing is super new a lot of the times. And I feel like someone like uh, Nymphia. Yeah. Someone like Nymphia is still original because there's just something about her where she's having a good time. She has a POV. It's different. Maybe we've seen similar things before, but it's still a left turn. I feel like with um, plain, plain, Jane? plain Jane. Thank you. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on with me right now. He doesn't it's have late. serial killer um, notes. I don't have my serial killer serial killer notes. Um, plain Jane. I think she knows she's going to be compared to Jimbo every turn. Uh, I think that she's concerned she's going to be compared to Katya and Brooke. 
I see that as well. Um, honestly, like, like, but I do see Jimbo as well. Like, I think this, this number, this talent show number, she's going to get compared to Jimbo a lot. Yeah. Um, we compared her to Jimbo watching this, but like, I will say, I, I think that villains are the, at their most interesting on Drag Race when they are strong competitors who see someone who is just doing better than them and they can't tell why. Oh, like the, Roxy. The Roxy Andrewses, the fee- the the Jeremy's, the people who are really just like looking at the weirdo in the room and going, I am, I, in my mind, I am ev- in every way better than you and they don't see it and I'm like losing my actual shit. Those are the villains that are so compelling because they never the start Mozart out Salamary? as villains. What? Mozart, is that his name? Salamary? Salieri. Salieri. Yeah, it's it's very Salieri of them. And it's one of those things where it just feels like it's giving drama, but it also happens, you watch it develop. Whereas yeah. with Plane, it's like, yeah, I guess she, like, she walks in the room and she's just like, they're all bricks. And it's like, okay. It's You're all pigs. Cool. Like, like I, there was just something about, it just, if, if you all you're doing, if, if, if she was like, they're all pigs, and I love Nymphia, I would have maybe been like, Oh, okay, she's, like, she is, she's slowly developing, like, oh, I like these people, and I don't like these people, and that might have been interesting, but instead I can it's work just, with that. Instead, it's just, I like no one, and I, I think it's edit, and I am gonna give her some time, but I did not like her edit in this episode. No. I think it's a mix of edit and, um, it's a mix of edit and just, there is something Vibe. very, like... I'm better than everyone here. Again, mm. it's it's giving bitchy twink at brunch. Yeah, but and like no one wants to be the bitchy. But the twink thing at is, brunch. is the fact that like that's my job. Going back to last week with Safira, when Safira says to a mandatory meeting, your you personality know, is so much better ex- than your drag. Exactly. <laughs> you know that's so funny. It's an amazing and funny read, but she says it to her face. I'm pretty sure Plain Jane did not say much to anyone's face, and if she did like i think she did slightly and untucked but like she was mostly being shady off camera and i feel like that's actually worse because as i said it's one of those things where it's like if i say something to you directly on camera it's like you have a chance to respond you have a chance to you know it's not cowardly you'll maybe have a a different opinion when you're then voting for people like when they explain the raid a queen twist and they're talking about how they're voting. Plain is literally like, I'm going to vote fairly. Which she's literally admits she doesn't vote fairly. Oh, yeah. No, she, she literally votes, votes. She votes for Nymphia in sixth place. Which is, I think, spoiler why Nymphia winds up not being top two this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it also reads like she's being like, I'm voting. Please don't take the fact that I've been kind of mean to all of you into account when you're voting. And they all don't. Yeah. I have a feeling that Raid Queen might come back to bite her in the ball, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes. Uh, we have some mirror discussion. Oh, next week. Yeah. We'll talk about it. No, 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 no. I thought when you said bite her in the ball, I thought you meant like bite her in the ass, but bite her. Never mind. <laughs> bite her in the balls. Um, so. Yeah, we get to some mirror discussions, and we find out some neat stuff about the girls. Um, uh, Megami talks about uh, legislation. Yeah, and the anti-trans and the, the anti-drag movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, thing. She's very they, we, passionate we about We blame that. goblin porn on some stuff. I think it's related to anime. I'm the only person chronically online enough to know the meme. 
Hershey has kids. Hershey, Hershey has, has kids, two, and it's adorable. So Hershey's boyfriend's sister was going to give up her children for, uh, was going to give up her children, and uh, his boyfriend was like, "Do you want to raise these kids with me?" And she was like, "Yes, absolutely." And so she talks a lot about how she misses them and how the only th- her her kids don't. His family occasionally is like, "Why does Hershey have to do that in front of the kids?" And she's like, "My kids don't care that I do drag. They care." They care how they're getting their next meal, and they care what I'm putting on the TV. I love this narrative, and we haven't seen it since season two. Mm-hmm. We we, well, we, we should, have. Actually, Akira I, is raising a child. Uh, that is fair. That is I fair. just want to rephrase. They want to know who's making the next meal, not where's the next meal coming from. <laughs> right. They're not struggling. They're not, they're not oh, struggling that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I just that's like no, a, no, no. Yeah. That that sorry, that's an important distinction, and I understand that. Uh, Nymphia makes an alliance with uh, Megami, Megami, and because uh, what what was it? The New York Alliance. The New, no. York, New York Alliance. Alliance. The New York Alliance. Yeah, which we were saying sounds like a um, an improv team or a brunch or a or, punk or band. a group of superheroes who are specifically trying to take down Robert Moses. <laughs> I'd read that, okay? Fuck Robert Moses. Controversial opinion. Robert Moses is a piece of shit. Okay, um, well, it is actually called. Team? It is actually called Dimension Twenty Unsleeping City. Uh, <laughs> well, obviously Robert Moses is the villain of that season. Spider Man. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, oh, um, someone posted a thing that like said like it was like a Madam Web, like there's the the tagline for Madam Web, and it was like, <laughs> and it was like her her web connects everyone or something like that. And it was like every every friend group has one, and I was like, I'm Madam Web. <laughs> I am not excited about that movie. Um, oh, so I am. last week we got um, who was our guest last week? Last Charlize week? Theron. Charlize last Theron. Week? Charlize Theron. Theron. Yeah, they got brought her. in baked goods for the queens, and this week the yellow Power Ranger from that movie no one watched. Are you sure she wasn't the pink Power Ranger? She was the yellow one. I don't know. She came in with air horns. There were two girls in that movie. There's always two girls. Well, there's not always yeah. two She was but... yellow. They were all yellow. Um, so Becky G. Becky G comes in with air horns. And I, I don't know about you two, but I kind of got the vibe. A lot of the girls were like, oh, hi. <laughs> hi. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You're great. Hi. Um, I will say uh, uh, Geneva Carr is thrilled though geneva's geneva's over the moon but everyone else just seems like cool every everyone else is serving oh my god yes this guest judge we've all heard of the red is the shit (laughs) all i can say is if i found out that charlie's theron not even the baked goods because at that like i mean i would have had a hard time eating it because the at that point you're like already getting into makeup and lipstick can be sticky, especially if you're using lip gloss. That's why you got to powder it. Good to know. Yeah. But still, it is sticky. You're going to get crumbs on your lips. You might get crumbs on your tits. Well, maybe you need to, if you're going to eat the baked goods, you simply have to eat and leave no crumbs. Have you considered Mama. that? Gorge. Tongue pop. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, she just comes in and the, it's such a nothing burger compared to last week. Yeah. She she brings in blowhorns. Air horns. <laughs> blowhorns. Air horns. Whatever. Blowhorns. Blow jobs. It, it's so, it's such a step down, and I feel bad saying that, but, like, come on. It, season 12, Robin is, like, 
Robin made one of the best albums of the 2010s. Robin made some like, of the best pop songs ever. Like, none. Ro- like the Robin Nicki Minaj comparison is unfair because Nicki is just a more mainstream cultural figure, but Robin yeah. is still in her own right a pop star. Yeah. Yeah. Becky G is in a different category of celebrity to Charlize Theron. Theron. Yeah. I don't believe RuPaul knew who Becky G was no. before booking her on the show. Not a fucking clue. <laughs> you think RuPaul books the guests? Well, no, but before she walked in. Mm. Like, like, there's even a level of, like, there was Charlize, she's like, we're fighting for our communities and blah, blah, blah. And, like, she's, like, talking to them and it feels very real. And with Becky G, like, what do you have to see? And she's like, representation. She's like, I don't really know that sh- this show very well and my agent told me it was important for me to be here. Well, I feel like Charlize Theron actually watches the show and Becky G is like, you know, to bring in some of the young kids. I just, I would have been, David I, I, made a joke I, earlier about like, I would have gone to production, I would have been like, you are sending me home and bringing me back next year, yeah. okay? I made that joke. You did? We, I was the well, one who said I would go home and I would come back next no, year. No, I said I would go home and then you said I would go home and come back next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I apologize. Joe. I was like, I was like, we made a joke together. Yeah. But you specifically referenced my part of the joke. I apologize. I'm being erased from the narrative. I put myself back in the narrative. Oh, God. You know who's putting themselves back in this episode? Derek Barry is hosting... The, the Queen's, Queen's Choice, Choice Awards. Awards. And David, was you were really confused on why they were doing a Kids' Choice Awards reference. Because like, it's Viacom. It's Viacom. Viacom. But yeah. the bigger question is like, Britney's not hosting the Kids' Choice Awards. Derek Barry is doing the Queen Choice Awards. We don't know why she is doing the Queen Choice Awards, minus the fact that it is Viacom. But at least last week made a little bit more sense. Yeah. Who do we have uh, first up? I thought it should have been that girl from Espana who looks like Hannah Montana. And then it could have, I get, I understand. Sagittaria? No, the the girl who has like the, the blonde hair who like. The blonde. Oh, oh uh, Ar- uh, I literally don't Arantxa. Arantxa. It sh- I think it should have been Arantxa and it could have been like, I know that it, that's Disney and not Nickelodeon, but that would have made sense. No, no. Here's what it should have been and this would have what made total sense. And it also would have been a callback to its old network. They should have had Chad Michaels as Cher, and it should have been Divas Live. Oh, I. You know what? I wish they do the they, Divas but Live. But they did already again. do Divas Live. And it was God a great damn challenge. it! All Stars Three. It was a great challenge too. Like it um, was great. Like that's the problem, is that? But anyway, moving on from uh, the Queen's Choice Awards. Um, We're having theming problems. Yeah. So Geneva's doing. I want to call it a flamenco number, but I don't think that's accurate. Okay, so it starts out, and she is in a like she does like the beginning of her number is like weird comedy where she comes out in a large red dress. She like is running around. She's like she mentions she made it through customs. She 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 licks a jalapeno. Yeah, it was one of those things where it the intro went on just long enough that I thought she was trying to do something weird and absurdist. And then she tears off the dress and just does like a lovely, I do think it was flamenco dancing. Yeah. It um, was either that or a cha-cha. Yeah, it was either flamenco or cha-cha. Um, and she, she looks great. Yeah. Sorry, I just looked it up because the thing is, flamenco is specifically from Spain and oh, she's Mexican. Okay. okay. So, so I, that's why it's either it was either a mambo, a rumba, a samba, or a cha-cha. Okay. Well, I believe it might have been samba, samba or cha-cha. Just based on what I do yeah. know, but I'm not positive. I did just say flamenco. So I am what? Stupid and white. Um, uh, that should have been the name of the podcast. 
Joe, 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 it's not your fault that you said flamenco. Okay, I saw you put tapatio on the pizza right before we ate it. So the number's very silly. I don't know how I re- if I like it or not. She looks great, and I mean, she's definitely a good dancer. I just, it wasn't something that wowed me. There's, yeah. She has so much power yeah. and strength when she moves. Like, there was one of those things where it's like, she's not, like, doing anything crazy in it. Um, she does, she, until she does the split at the end. Yeah. yeah. And she has a very smooth It is split. the cleanest split. It, it, yeah. she, she goes from just fully standing to fully being on the floor in seconds. That We get a proper, like, boom when she hits. It's, very, it's a very good split. But she has such a grounded energy to her where... It was like she's taking you on a ride and you're going to go wherever she tells you. And I think that was the power that she brought to it mm-hmm. that made this a winning number. I didn't think it was a winning number. If I'm if I'm being honest, if you said to me like, hey, David, what what did the seven queens do? I would have been stumped on hers. Because honestly, until we were talking about it right this second, I was like, oh, right. She did do that. I mean, that's fair. I guess for me, like... I get a lot of candy muse from her and I I don't mean just like, you know, oh, they're both plus size Latin queens. No, it's just this like, you are going to look. You are going to look yeah. at her. Right Here's now. what oh. I'm going to say about this talent show. This talent show had much higher lows than last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is nothing in this talent show comparable to... Dawn's hand getting ripped off and her going, oh, I forgot to pack this. Mm-hmm. Like, you love that. But like, it was great. That there's nothing. There's no that. There's no Safira pussy popping while do while like singing a high C. Mm. There's no click clack. There's no. There's no. There no one. No one in this talent show is Mirage. Yeah. Um, like any of the any of the great numbers from last week would have been winners this week, but none of these numbers this week would have been in the bottom had this been a had this been last season and there was three top girls and three bottom girls fair i will say this um i liked this week a lot more because at least there was a bit more variety in what the talents were um would you call it a variety show i would so next up we have hershey who is um lit so weirdly i thought (laughs) she was dressed so there's so much green well, she's behind some potted plants, right. and there's so much green behind those plants that I thought she was in sexy Grinch cosplay <laughs> for just a moment or two. And she's not. She's just in a safari outfit. She does a safari-themed rap called Whiplash. Yeah. Um, which is wild because... <sighs> Plain Jane's the one who's rushing her dragon. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, she doesn't. She does some great walking. She. I was like, this, this, it. this she is does, walking as a talent, but she did it a lot better. Yeah. Like, but I will say, we learn later that this song was written by Cornbread, Cornbread. which like who the, famously won her won her season's uh, talent shows. But wow. I will just say, and I, I, I think I say famously won her season. But like, I think she did. Yeah. Well, who else would have won that season? I don't know. It was someone's little ankle. <laughs> ankle? I'll figure it out eventually. Um, but I... The thing is, is that if you're not writing your bitch track, and your bitch track is just whipping your hair back and forth, and walking, 
and hiding behind some some potted plants. And being a sexy Grinch. What did you do for your talent? Quickly. Like, like this is one of those things where, like, <laughs> where, like, because, because the thing is, the, because the talent in this point would be a song, you didn't do that song. I guess you're saying, if a queen didn't write her bitch track, is she being a bitch? <laughs> I don't know. Does it track? Well, anyway. Plain's the bitch here. Yeah, it was, I thought it was really good, but finding out she didn't write it was kind of a bummer. Yeah. But it was very entertaining to watch. It was definitely She's a very compelling performer, and I, it, she, I'm excited to see what she does. I did not think she was the best this episode. Agreed. Absolutely. I definitely, she was definitely safe for me, um, so, but yeah, I liked it a lot. Next up we have plasma who's she's in all black with gloves at a microphone there are points where she's clearly lip syncing but they mention she's also singing but she also does some impressions she also is taking off things. she's doing a burlesque number and taking things off and it's there's so much and like most of the impressions aren't funny except for for marilyn monroe instead of actually making a joke she just moves her mouth like Marilyn does for an extended period of time. Very funny. And oh, the Rue one. And RuPaul, she goes, Pass. I'm not touching that. <laughs> I will say this. It's interesting because I feel like when you say it out loud that it was like, it was burlesque and impressions and a song and a lip sync. And, a, you know, it sounds like it's a lot, but watching it, it was very enjoyable and fun. Oh. And I kind of was like... I would watch more of this. I enjoy this. I think I, I would have liked it more if it was live. I like, if think the whole thing was if live. If the entire thing was live, I think I would have yes. liked more. I also think that... I think if you're going to have lip-syncing elements, you should... You can get bigger in those. Yeah. I also just... This is a really good example of why, when you're making something for the talent show, it should not be something that is designed around being five minutes that you're cutting to being 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. It should be something designed around being 90 seconds. Yeah, the, uh, who was her name? What was her name last season? She made water? Irene, Irene Dubois. Irene yeah, Dubois the, famously the had a Dubois, 10 minute bit. The Dubois that, problem. Yeah, but like, it's like, uh, Vivian talked about how the reason everyone sings is that how are you going to do a proper comedy sketch in 90 seconds? You won't. Yeah, no. I mean, Willow Pill did. Willow Pill lip synced. She didn't do. She, she did a do, performance. She piece. did a performance piece that was funny. She didn't do a like spoken comedy. Fair. Song. I was gonna say same with Marsha, 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 but that also was she danced. a dance. Like 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 it was a comedy dance. Yes, and like we've gotten really amazing comedy from talent shows. I think the only person to ever successfully do like spoken word comedy in the talent show at a really high level. This piece <laughs> is entitled. <laughs> The same parts. The same parts. <laughs> like that is the only one I can think of. It's why Tatiana is a legend. Should come back. I want her on every All Stars. Give her a crown. Don't give her a crown, so we can keep bringing her back. But I just love her. Can we talk about how I still want the tea with Tati set? Why? Why didn't that win? Why didn't that win? I would have bought that stupid thing. Wait, did we talk about this on the podcast? The Tatiana thing. I have no idea. So before Pope and I invited joe on this journey pope and i had our own drag race podcast that attempted never saw the, a podcast, attempted never, a podcast saw that never saw the light of day yeah we they, started with they they buried it in the desert next to those ats yes oh, yeah. um and half of it was there half of it is in the backyard with carly ray jepson's disco album um and the thing she did with nickelback correct um 
Anyways, we're watching. We started with season two. I burned Nickelback and in my backyard anytime. We're watching it, and I go, God, this one queen looks super familiar and like another queen, but I can't re- put my finger on which queen she looks like. And it was Tatiana, and I was confusing her with Tatiana from All Stars. <laughs> you didn't recognize her with a hat. Exactly. Well, does anyone still wear a hat? I'll drink to that. Anyway, speaking of drinking. Uh... Oh, God. So next up was Nymphia, who does this, I don't know what to do call it like a ballet number it's just, it was a cultural number i mean it was, i saw it and i was like man i literally said out loud i can't wait for nymphia to do a beautiful uh beautiful culturally impactful number number that receives very few uh, negative notes and then is safe anyway it is yeah truly like it's stunning yeah. i would watch a whole set this, this is probably of all of the talents we got period this is maybe the best one. Oh, it objectively. But is. the other thing, like, it all oh, while also not blowing any of like her tricks. Well, I was gonna say because the genius for me of this talent and of Nymphia in general is the fact that like I think all of us can say that between her entrance and her runway and the fact that she won the million the million challenge the mini challenge she's a comedy queen she's a very funny girl. Yeah. Yeah. This performance was beautiful and serious as a heart attack. It was poignant. Yeah. It was smart. It was, and I think that when you show that you can do both, you gotta win. And when you know that your runway this episode is about to be fucking hysterical, yeah. oh, you're, you you're can afford to be as serious and severe as you want. Exactly. It's, it's stunning. I think that Nymphia is a strong contender in this season already, and I'm very excited. Agreed. But if she doesn't win the season, she's won the season. I'm yeah. putting it that way. Next up, we have... Um, Speaking of serious as a heart attack, Megami. Um, what was that supposed to mean? She was perfect. She was beautiful. She looked like a model. She looked like Linda Evangelista. She was beautiful. Uh, she didn't stone the tights, though. She did not stone that. So she comes out. She's doing a lip sync to... What's going on? What's by going on? Blondes. Um, and uh, there are there are bouquets at the front of the stage. There is a... Easel. An, an easel with that you can't see what it says. And then... When she starts pulling, she and she's she is acting through this lip sync. Yeah, she's showing a lot of emotion in the face. Her acting is actually quite like melodrama good. It's she's wearing good. a pink triangle yeah. on her dress. She's clutching a pride flag, yeah. and then she holds up um the uh, poster boards, and they say, "If you love drag queens on TV, remember us in the voting booth." protect queer artists she is so devoted to this idea and i yes. really respect there, it. there are certain things that i wish had been done better agreed i think that it would have been really impactful had, had she had the names of people who had uh who had the names of queer artists who had died or anything like that anything anything that gave a little bit more of like a personal idea to this yeah i mm-hmm. think that there just it lacked it lacked you could have made this exact statement clutching any flag and changing the word drag queen and queer to anything and it would have been the same statement yeah and i i think that it's a really beautiful message i think that i hope that if she works on this number more that she takes it and she just evolves it out to include like important impactful queer people and to talk about communities in this um or to maybe add in spoken word elements yes. that would 
just make it hit a little bit harder. Yeah. At the same time, I did. I I don't think it, I think it was like a difficult to note performance. It was a difficult to note performance because it was beautiful and it was powerful. The only issue is that I do have to agree with Michelle Visage and Plain Jane that I was looking at the easel the entire time, being like, "What is the easel for?" And before she got to that, I was like, "I don't really know what's going on here because she's wearing a black." <laughs> You're like, "What's going on?" I literally was like, "What's going on?" Because she was wearing a black wedding dress. Yeah, and so I was like, "She's wearing a black wedding dress. She's clutching a pride flag. She's clearly upset. She's wearing the pink triangle." It looks maybe like it's like a military thing under it. It was very confusing. And I do agree that like, what exactly was the talent here? But also there are so many ways that you can, and I love the message and I love the whole thing, but at the end of the day, exactly. But at the end of the day, she could have done a little bit more. Like I almost would have liked it if she was lip syncing and while she was lip syncing and having this emotional moment, because at the end of the day, it's what's going on. I get real high and I scream at the top of my lungs, what's going on? She could have just been holding up the signs while lip syncing and having all the emotional stuff and just changing the poster board every couple of words to say like, you know, if you love queer artists on TV, if you love drag queens on TV, think about us in, in the, the voting, voting booth. booth. Yeah. And then maybe having like statistics or talking about the states that have the don't say gay bill or something along those lines. Again, I know yeah. it's 90 seconds, but still. But it's one of those things where, like, when you are going for making a very specific point, you actually could, like, put up the phone numbers of people to call in Congress. Yes. You could actually, you are on TV and you have a lot of control over this specific moment. Yes. And I do think that there is a level of, like... And it's an election this, year. This yeah. did feel like an attempt at activism, but it did not feel like activism and i just wanted to see a little more activated yeah at the same time and i do need to be clear magami did nothing wrong she should have won this challenge and also last week and also next week i love it um fair, fair. and, and also I the just, season yeah well th- that's that's to be expected uh, <laughs> so after her was maya and is she gonna roll from there <laughs> she all I'm going to say is she was on a roll this episode. Oh my god. She comes out in a dance outfit that really made me think of Chi-Chi. So I'm already like, oh, my heart's warm. I feel good. And then she just starts flinging herself around that stage. She is rolling on top of stuff. She's falling off shit. She is amazing. Yeah. She is such a the, good dancer. The wildest thing is that when Raida Queen happens... Everyone. Everyone puts her fifth and sixth. They sandbag her, and, and I don't know I why. I don't know what happened. Maybe she smells bad. I don't <laughs> know. I could not tell you. She's a very lovely person through the episode, and her talent was very good. But apparently, we heard here first, folks. She's smelly. <laughs> oh, good lord. All right, all right. Maya's great. I really like her routine. Um, I'll admit it's a little bit like, we talk about how you don't show everything you can do in the first, like, episode, and mm-hmm. I am afraid she did that. I don't know. I'm not overly worried that's everything she can do. I think she can probably do more. I just have a feeling that, like, should she have to lip sync for her life, it will save her. But how many times until we're like, okay, this is your thing. I'm curious what her musicality is like. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. one of those interesting things where it's like, like, 
near enough is a really good example of somebody who is an incredible mover mm-hmm. um but still even as like probably one of the most gifted people movement wise in the entirety of all of the franchises Nira still was told well this was too similar to how you lip sync in this challenge versus how you lip sync last challenge no no lip sync for your life versus challenge it was mm-hmm. lip sync for your uh it was the lip sync for the win in the challenge before and the in the lip sync smackdown for the crown or the the lip sync battle right where she won the lip sync battle so it was a god can you imagine if we challenge. did canada yeah. instead of australia imagine if we could have done that folks sadly we can't because they never schedule these things right I'm imagine not about it. i mean it's so frustrating because like Canada's a silly little hat, but it's real in Australia. Anyway, like next up, speaking of international travel, next up we have Plain Jane. Okay. I was going to say speaking of international trash. Uh, I, was, I also could have said, speaking of Canada, we have Jimbo, I mean Plain Jane. Correct. Okay. But I will also say, and I think this is really important, we are anything, if, if either, if David says anything negative about this act, it is speaking from plain jane has personal opinions about plain jane because i watched david gush about jimbo for 47 weeks of all stars eight and this is an iconic type of jimbo number executed really well is it my thing no i also didn't like jimbo that much but this is exactly that type of thing and it is executed at a similar level i'm having to defend this because i'm worried about what david's about to say how dare you make me defend Jimbo? How Meatball dare you? Wow, Joe. Well, after you've undressed me on the podcast. Cover um, yourself, you slut. What? Cover yourself, you slut. You've never heard that term? Like undressing someone when you're like. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, someone? Joe had never heard someone be called a cow like the way I used it. So, like, I don't know. Anyways, Words are weird. Um, the fir- I would like to say that the first thing that came out of my mouth was if this was Jimbo, I probably would have loved it. Yeah. Um, Which is why I'm saying that if David says anything other than I do really like it, it's because it's not Jimbo and well, he doesn't no, like no, Plain Jane as no, much as Jimbo. No, is it no. cheeseburger finger or hamburger finger? Burger. Burger finger. finger. Burger finger. Okay. I will say that Burger like, finger, I hardly know where nowhere. I don't want to do this. Anyways, I did not care for the song. I thought, again, it's one of those things where if Jimbo did it because Jimbo's thing is a big breastplate and showing off the big breastplate... I'm, you know, like, it's it's one of those things where if Jimbo did, I would have been like, that's a good Jimbo number. I liked how it ended. I thought that the ending was very funny. I did not care for the track itself. And when I saw the plate of cheeseburgers, I th- was hoping she was going to... Basically, every time something happened, I was like, oh, if she does this, I'll really like the number. Okay, she's not doing that. If she does this, I'll really I like the number. I thought she was going to eat one of the cheeseburgers. I know, I thought she was going to eat the cheeseburgers. And Is I was she like, if she eat ate from the, there? If she, if she ate the cheeseburgers, I would have been like... Yes. Uh, I was going to be like, mama left and I ate and left no crumbs. And then also when she squeezed the ketchup and mustard on her titties, I was like, oh, that's funny. But I would have liked it more if she did like the Katy Perry California girls where she like put the titties on her nipples and squeezed and like shot them out. Put the titties on her nipples. <laughs> put the titty on the nipple, nipple or else you get the hose again it's very late folks um no it is 7 a.m in a warehouse <laughs> in eastern massachusetts <laughs> where are you joe where are you clearly being kidnapped by plain jane from boston so like i have to say separating my feelings about her because she's such a jerk like it's funny enough. I just thought there were so there were better performances this episode, but 
I mean, matter. I will say that I. I also speaking love- objectively. Yeah. I think that Plain Jane was at least in the top three of this episode, uh, and I probably right. would have put her and Nymphia as my personal top two. I actually was more surprised at Geneva's placement than I was at Plain Jane's. Can I go home now? It's eight thirty. PM the next night. We're Joe. in a warehouse. All right, Joe, Joe, we're almost done. We're almost done. So after playing, they slime Derek Barry. It's, it's really not, uncomfortable. Well, the pick, both of them, both of the pick crew men slime Derek Barry at once, which is not the first time that Derek's been slimed. I mean, by two that's men. just called Tuesday. They love it. And our category is major look. Oh, and then she slipped. She did slip in it. Oh my God. I hope she gets workers, workers comp. You know, how does it feel to live my dreams? Um, so first up, it the category was made you look, which it's, I guess was supposed to be a reveal runway. It's like just last the reveal week, runway. Yeah. They just couldn't say reveal yourself twice. Reveal yourself again. Roo reveal yourself. <laughs> I like roo reveal yourself. So first up, we have Nymphia. Won the challenge. Won the episode. Amen. Won the episode. Yeah. This runway is incredible. So she's she a Faberge banana out as a green Faberge banana. She reveals into a gradient of green to uh, yellow bananas as a dress. With she a banana reveal- wig. She reveals from that into a spotted banana, and a, bikini. like bikini. And then she reveals out of that into droopy brown bananas. It 10 is, out of fucking 10. It is yeah. branding. It, it genius. is hilarious. It is comedy. All of the looks it's- look good. It is so... It is one of the. It's perfect. It is an all stars caliber look. Yes. In episode fucking one. Oh my god! Oh my god! If she doesn't win and she comes back for all stars, there's gonna be no survivors. She's yeah. serving brown banana. Stunning. <laughs> I, I, I'm the one person who really liked uh, the brown cow stunning song. I'm not gonna lie. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, she is the definition of charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Absolutely. Like I think all of us left this episode thinking. Nymphia. Like, I will wait the hour in her meet and greet line. Yeah. And and I will have deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. And after her was Hershey. And I really like this outfit. The glasses were amazing. But my problem is, one, she basically comes out, throws, she she pulls an Alaska with the reveal. There's no reveal. Mm-hmm. Like, she yeah, comes out with she nothing. she immediately takes the cloak off. I thought because... So, it's a chocolate bar, and she's she's the she's the RuPaul chocolate from two seasons ago, wow. which is very two seasons ago. Um, and there's, a, there's like, gold trimming around mm-hmm. it. I thought there was a chance there was another reveal that was going to be gold. I thought there was going to be one, too. Yeah. Um, I was hoping for that. Part of me was, like, it was interesting because I remember... Who was the first person who went home that season? Oh, um... Shit. The the one who iconically did the It's Chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god. I there's so many seasons. We've watched so much of this. And show. that was the season that never ended. Yeah, that was the season where uh 85 episodes went on without a single person going. Where home. Bosco literally said uh, said on camera, This season's never gonna end. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh but uh it was one of those interesting so I know that Cornbread and that girl were like close friends. And so part of me wonders if Hershey and that girl are also really close and it just isn't in her narrative because that girl is less of a like figure in drag race. If because of that, she is just, uh, it wasn't Dahlia said, no, 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 no. Uh, 
June Jambalaya. Yeah, I'm June, a jackass. June Jambalaya. I just was like, I'm never going to remember names. Um, You know, it, she was an alternate for Last All Stars. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. She's also friends with a friend of mine. She's great. Yeah. yeah I, liked great. Ju- I liked June I, a lot. I, I, but I mean, it was a, it was a, you know, design challenges can hurt sometimes. But uh, she, I wonder if like maybe her and June are also really close. I guess And if did. this was a reference to her sister who went home first. Yeah. But because that's not part of her narrative because she's Cornbread's sister and that's going to take precedent if we're just not hearing about that. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, and that was my only real, like, thinking for why she decided to come in as the RuPaul's Chocolate Bar. Well, I mean, her name is also Hershey. Well, yeah, but when you're adding the when you're adding the gold foil, you're doing the, the RuPaul Chocolate Bar, not a Hershey Bar. That's fair. Or you're doing a Hershey Bar with almonds. Or Willy Wonka. Uh, uh, so next up was Plasma. And this, so... I sew. It's my hobby. My house is filled with these stupid tomato pin cushion things. So she comes out as one and I'm immediately like, I love you. It looks so cute. She takes it off. She's in like a cute little. She's a slut. She's in a cute little like skirt with a corset. She takes off the boobs of the corset. She takes off the skirt and the bottom of this corset looks bad. But everything else was great. Everything else was amazing. The problem is that Nymphia did it better. Yeah. The problem is that like, uh, and also the problem is that. This is very much how all of the reveals went last week. We had two different reveals that, like, took off the boobs last week. And I think that just hurt this one. Um, Also, um, she's definitely a girl who's going to need to do a little bit of work with her makeup. Yeah, you Um, really didn't like her makeup. Well, she, she, uh, I think that she needs to paint with a few, she needs to blend a little bit more and paint with a few more colors in in the crayon box. Um, cause she, Wait. she paints all the right things in the right places. They're just not quite the right shape. She should talk to Nymphia and paint with all the colors of the wind. Oh God. Um, actually you did just remind me of something. Do you think we're going to see a bit of a Thorgy Thor, Bob the Drag Queen thing with, uh, Plasma and Nymphia? Because they're both from New York and they are friends, but you know, Nymphia. I don't, I don't know that they're friends. No, they're friends. I literally, I don't think they spoke this episode. Wait, is Plasma from New York? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Because Plasma knew Megami, but Megami and Nymphia talk. Yeah. There wasn't really a point where Nymphia and Plasma talk. Well, the three of them are the New York Lions, But so. But Nymphia's new to New York. That's fair. Yeah. That's well, fair. no, because I just remember at one point, Megami went, Nymphia! And she was like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, after Plasma, because I do agree, I love Plasma. I think the makeup is almost there, but a little blush would go a long way. Next up was Maya. Similar issue to Hershey. Took off the reveal immediately. Way too soon. And it this is this is going back to morphine. It's just Fine. revealing into a, a nice bathing, bathing suit. suit. And this is I, I like this bathing suit more than I liked morphine's bathing suit last week Less but of i like but i liked morphine's reveal more than i liked this one where it's just like oh yeah okay like it it's fine it, i like yeah. the color on her taking off a coat doesn't feel like a reveal it like if, if that's a reveal then i reveal every time i come home but do you scream reveal yourself i mean i do every time i come <laughs> That joke, I, I saw that joke grenade and I threw myself on it. Actually, it's funny that you say that because yesterday I went to my friend's house and I like walked into the room and I like took off my jacket. They're like, oh, a reveal. <laughs> so next up was Geneva and Geneva comes out as a, a, a mariachi. Yeah, I almost said Luchador and I was like, definitely not that. 
So she's a mariachi and it's a really nice, like uh sparkly outfit. And then she spins into a dress and it's, it's nice. It's, it's nice. It's, it's good. Uh, the way she does the reveal is very Cinderella on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I liked that part. I, I like both looks a lot. I wish there's always that thing with reveals where I want them to tell a little bit of a story. Yeah. And I feel like, especially the unfair thing for all of these queens is that Nymphia went first. Yes. Yes. And Nymphia had by and far the best piece of storytelling through her runway. Oh, we had that. Nymphia set that bar so fucking high. Almost. I don't think anyone was going to be able to. And also having so many reveals on top of each other where yeah. everyone else is doing one, maybe two. Yeah. I'll and they're say funny. I'll say this. I liked the mariachi look. I just kind of wish... I mean, the issue is that I can't really think of... the Two two issues. One, I was going to say, I can't really think of, like, there's, like, a female counterpart to a mariachi outfit. Um, because there's actually a group called the Mariachi Queens, and they dress like regular mariachi. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you can see them at Disneyland. Um... And she kind of, like, if she went from, like, that to, like, a dress to be, dan- like, a red dress to be dancing in, I would have been like, oh, that's cool. But that was her talent look. Mm. I almost wish that she had worn the sec- the dress on the runway for the talent and saved that dress for the runway. I don't know if the reveal would have worked. It, well, I, I think it literally couldn't have worked, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah. it just kind of felt like exactly what you were saying, where it went from, like, okay, where, where's the story going? Okay, that's a nice dress, but what does it really have to do besides like culture? Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking uh, of reveals that don't work, Megami comes out in a look inspired by Nyx from Hades. So good. Uh, it's stunning. It's beautiful. It's incredible. It is one look. I love and again, this look. It's Megami not the won part. this episode. She won last episode. She's going to win the season. Um, well, the reveal was technically she had eyes. Yeah, on she had her eyes hands. on her hands, like Pan's Labyrinth. But that's such a small thing, and it's cool. It's definitely a moment. There just needed to be like two more things that got taken off. Yeah, yeah, or I th- on. I don't know. I'll say this: I think what could have been interesting is if she maybe came out in like a mask. And then took the mask off, and then her eyes were like gouged out. Yes, and then she did the reveal with. See that that would have been two reveals, and that would have been really cool. Yeah, like I. The thing is, this outfit is so good. Yeah. Oh, and it is. It is like really strong. It's a very good look. Again, everything is working, Mm -hmm. but it just it just needs to have a reveal. It is a great runway that is not fitting the prompt. Yeah, like yeah. it needs like I said, the outfit is amazing. If I saw this at Mickey's or something, I'd lose my fucking mind. Or even if she was just taking photos at DragCon. Absolutely. Oh yeah, no, this is absolutely a look she should wear. She sh- like this is a look she should wear to DragCon because it is so fucking yeah, cool. Na- yeah, when she when they inevitably invite her to Anime Expo and she's a judge, I'm I hope she wears something like this. But it wasn't a reveal. It reminded me a lot of Aquaria. Um, God, Aquaria famously had to wear a swimsuit swimsuit number, and she wore a luchador outfit. And it didn't. It was an amazing outfit. It had fuck all to do with the challenge. That was the episode where she did a luchador outfit for the swimsuit and a swimsuit with fuzzy thi- with uh, with like foxtails on it for a winter look. And, and then, won. and then for an apocalypse look, she just did lightning bolts, and she won. 
Wait, I thought she did the like mermaid in the. No, you're that was the mermaid runway, which was later. Mermaid marshmallow. I hardly know her. Um, yeah, oh. it, it was just one of those things where it's like this has nothing to do with what we asked you to do, but you look great. And then we have a very irreverent reveal, which is plain Jane comes out as a Russian monarch and a Boston bimbo. The two genders, really. I'm trying... Okay, I have to, like, open up my skull, slice my brain in half, and, like, really separate my feelings about her with this runway. Because my first thought was just, oh my god, Cracker did it better, and now you look like a low-rent Katya. But if I really just take a step back and I think about it, it's like, okay, it's too really stupid look well a really pretty look and a really stupid look and it's funny again i think the thing i would say is that i think that if plain jane had just been less vexing for the entire episode vexing is the perfect word for her right now like and it's again i think she might have gotten a little bit played by production i think that she was feeling her oats a little bit and sometimes when you're feeling your oats so hard you forget that there are other people's oats in the room to feel there's too many Um, oats and i think that she would again if if she had just been on the previous episode and had some of those shadier queens with her to soften her a little bit and like make her a little bit more of like a character and a cast of fun kind of bitchy girls i think that she would have been a lot of fun this first episode and we would all be very excited for how well she did yeah unfortunately that's not what happened and then we even we get into judging, everyone really likes her, and then we get into Raida Queen, and she, she, fully, tanks the numbers. she fully admits that she votes backwards because she's trying to sabotage people at the top, and she was literally the girl who said, I'm going to vote fairly, and so should all of you. It's just crappy. It's Here's what I'm going to say. Two things. Thing number one. I feel like if there was a way to make the first look look like high art and then the second look is kind of low rent, that would have at least done something a little bit more interesting. But I understand that what she's trying to tell you is like, I am Russian and I am a Boston gal who likes to patty. (laughs) I love that you dipped into both accents. I try. Um, so like I David get- actually left the room for 45 minutes to do vocal warm-ups and would not let us talk. Um just we were to make on sure ice. he could yeah. <laughs> just so I could do that. Listen, it's wicked sparkly. It's all the rage, okay? The ice is wicked sparkly. The, the ice, the ice was wicked sparkly. <laughs> I put edible glitter in it. Anyway, um, but I again I'm just I know that plain Jane. I, I don't believe that anyone should get hate for things they say. Oh, no, no. I want to be perfectly show. fucking clear. I want to be perfectly and fucking clear. And I do want to just be clear that I'm like, I I hope that by the end of this, I at least find Jane to be a very fun reality TV contestant. Yes. Because there are a lot of really fun reality TV contestants who are icons who don't get death threats. They're just, they just all happen to be straight. And yeah. if I Funny can that. love Jade as much as I do from America's Next Top Model... I can like this girl. I, look, I hope that it maybe this time. Maybe maybe this time. I was going to say, look, maybe she was having a fine day and then one of the queens shat in her wig. She wasn't sure who it was. She thought it was Leah Michelle. It was Princess Poppy. It was <laughs> <laughs> but oops. 
Um, she found she found the wig that that Princess Poppy shat in and left it. And she said, "Who shat in my wig? Who shat in my wig? None of you are going to admit it. Fine." And then went to confessionals and just ripped everyone a new one. And then next day was like, "Fuck all of you! I'm tanking the votes." Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I mean, I, also... I, I just want to be perfectly clear though. If you send a drag queen hate, you're a piece of shit. And I also think it's just important to weirdly note that, like, I do feel like everything that happened to this episode was performative. Yeah. When it comes to her. Like, that's kind of the hardest thing is that she's, there's no point where it feels like there's anything genuine in what she's saying. Mm -hmm. And she's not in any way trying to help anyone. Yeah. Like, it's not, there's no Naomi Smalls going, let me help. Once you get to your eyebrows, I'm going to make sure you can draw them on properly, Derek. There's no, um, your personality is better than your drag. There's no, listen, if you really need a corset, I can lend you one. Yeah. It's just catty, bitchy shittiness. And, like, hopefully but... we get those layers of Jane. Um, because she has immunity now, so let's get, just get to this lip sync. Okay. So our top two <laughs> like, are... Do you have gen- more things you wanted to talk about that weren't the lip sync? No, okay. I was just gonna say, there's no, I have, this queen is absolutely amazing, stunning, and phenomenal, and this queen lent me this tank top. Oh. <laughs> uh, All-Stars 2. It never ends. Hey, look, look, look. I'm sure Plain Jane has a lot of sparkly tank tops. Um... <laughs> But so, we get to the lip sync. The top two of this week are Plain Jane and, and Geneva, Geneva Carr. Which surprised me. Um, and again, I think it had a lot to do with uh, Jane, Jane putting Nymphia sixth, which put her just... I think Geneva and Jane were almost everyone's second and third choices consistently, occasionally appearing as their top ones. Yeah. And Nymphia was, their, was a lot of people's first and second choices, and then someone's sixth. And when you average those votes, it's not great. I also think it's interesting because I would say that Megami probably got the harshest notes of almost anyone. Absolutely. And every person we saw rank Megami ranked her fifth or up. Yeah. Which is, uh, and most of them ranked her fourth and up. Like, very few people put her low enough that she would have been lip syncing if there was a bottom two. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um. Like I said, there's a lot going on, and I really hope they keep this voting thing because yeah. it's so. I think we're gonna get it one more episode, and that because RuPaul says in the promo, "I'm gonna give you one more chance to rate a queen." Yeah. yeah. Um. So we finish. Uh, we get to the lip sync. It is "Shower" by Becky G. Not a sour song. I've definitely heard on TikTok because I know the in the shower the fourth of July is the like I, I heard that and I was like oh I do know this song and then I didn't know anything else I've never um, heard this in my life I've it never is heard an this awful in my life. song it was fine the I lips don't know. so the problem was plain Jane continues to play the villain even during the lip sync she's like putting herself in front of Geneva as much as she can she's her uh, titty pops out her titty does pop out her, eventually it's a three-way lip sync between plain Geneva and uh, Plains The wildest thing is that they don't censor the tit. At all. And we were watching it on cable, which means that they, um, they have to. Like, which means that if it could be perceived as a female presenting nipple, they have to. They censor Valentina's tits in All Stars 4 when she's lip syncing against Monet Exchange in Into You, and they don't censor... Jane's tits, and I was like, Plain does look like a woman, like yeah. a woman right now. 
And also, Ashley Madison is fuming in her pasties <laughs> because when she had a little bit of a nipply slipply, she was in the bottom that week. And also, I, I will say, though, that, like, as much as we're all, like, I guess plain Jane won, um, I did kind of love that, like, I don't know if she knew that the nipple was out or whatever, but then she noticed the nipple was out and did like an oopsie. Oop. The the way in which she noticed the nipple was out was fantastic. It was phenomenal. It was very good. Um, the rest of the lip sync happened. Let me put it this way. Nymphia has charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Plain Jane is just a cunt, but she's talented. She is that. But hey, you know what? I'm really liking this season. I'm really excited about it. Me too. It. And you know what I'm excited about? Strong episodes. And what are you excited about, Joe? That you can tune into our podcast next week where we're going to be handling <sighs> a ball with 48 looks. I'm actually going to die. We're all going to die. Make sure to tune in so that I can, uh, I don't know, pay my therapist for that week. Um, you can follow us also on social media at This Toxic Fandom. I'm at Joe Lee Green Giant. Stephen Pope is at Pro Hobbit Pope. And David Gorin is at David J. Gorin. And just for some light housekeeping, our episode yesterday, what, our episode last week <laughs> was edited by Nick Crawford. Of the at Take Three podcast, Take Three AMP. Uh, uh, it's a Take Three podcast or at Take Three AMP on uh, Instagram. He's at Pickle Nick. Mm-hmm. You should hire him because he's a fantastic editor. He's, he's amazing. We, we love him. I think we're going to be lucky enough to have him on the pod in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Yay. fingers crossed. Um, we also might have a special guest next week <gasps> where we discuss. All of these amazing queens and a mandatory meeting. <laughs> and if you like, Shady. hey, hey, Shady. Disgu- discussing her is literally a mandatory meeting. <laughs> I am for. I've signed you all into really airtight contracts, and you're required to be here, even if your opinions on some of these looks could have been emails. Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck if you. you like us, tell a friend. You. If you really like us, tell That's your friend. That's my line. Fuck you too. Oh. If you like us, tell a friend. If you really <laughs> like us, tell a friend with benefits. If you think we're just okay, fuck you both. <laughs> and if you want to fuck both of us, you can leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, letting us know. And until next time, stay toxic. Stay toxic. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> That's plain Jane's job. Staying toxic. And now for something completely different. So we haven't discussed a little thing called Canada's Drag Race. I was hoping that David would pick that up faster. <laughs> um, Canada's not real like Australia. N- no, Canada's, Canada's a very funny little real. Hat, and they are doing, I think, the best franchise, English speaking franchise outside of the States. And sometimes better than the one in the States. Oh, they absolutely yeah. are. They're up there with Espana as just like quality. The twists that they did this season were fantastic. Yes. They did the Golden Beaver twist, which we talked about last week with Joel, which was that the queen who won every week got to pick which of the three queens in the bottom didn't lip sync. and Which every, one of the queens in yeah, the bottom. Yeah, which one of the three queens didn't lip sync, so she, they got to pick the top two. And every single time, 
it was motivated by something strategic or spite. I loved it. it yeah. Was, it was, I mean, it's just one of those things where they, it really just felt like they were kind of like, fuck it, no one's watching us anyways, no one's minding the store, let's take some swings. There's and e- all of the swings paid off. There's even things like, we talk a lot about, we talked a lot this episode about Plain Jane feeling a little put on. There's, like, Near Enough is such a fun, she's a great talented villain. villain yeah. yeah. Where, like, she's shady, she's so good, she's a better performer than most, than almost anyone we've ever had in the history of the show. You had people like, um, Melinda Verga actively losing their mind so much. She, <laughs> Melinda. Melinda oh is God. such an icon. Main character. She's so good. Put her on All-Stars. Like, Put her on an All-Stars immediately. Uh, make her the host of regular RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> yes. <Can we laughs> Melinda just... Verga's Drag Race when? I mean, I I'd adored her, but also just like one thing that I really do want to talk about very quickly is that the last challenge before the, the finale was the makeover challenge. And we had, we had, Denim had her mother... We had, uh, Venus had her mother. No, was Me, it, was it Venus's mother? Yes. Okay. Aurora had her literal supermodel best, best friend. friend. Nira had her incredibly hot buff boyfriend. Like from the, who went to the army. Yeah. Who was in the army. If you need, if you want to see Nira's hot boyfriend, go to Jimbo's Instagram. There's a picture of his new jockstrap he put on sale. And it's Nira's boyfriend, which I was really offended by because I was like, learning Nira had a hot boyfriend was basically a spoiler for me. And I learned it a week early. <laughs> and and then... winners just shouldn't be posting spoilers like this. And then <laughs> Melinda. Her husband, who's a stroke victim. No, he's a stroke survivor. Oh and my like, gosh. Like, I think had very recently recovered. <laughs> like, in the last year, had a stroke and was still struggling to move. And Aurora didn't do well in this challenge. It was kind of embarrassing. And they still they put the bottom not, two as Nira and Melinda. That's, that's it was it was it was homophobia. It was, it was homophobia. It was as bad as in Down Under when it was like, we have the one guy, and that's the one that's definitely lip syncing. It was it was like the one bonkers piece of judging, and the only time they didn't use the golden beaver. But oh, that's extra not fair. Also, it was, but also, and this was even funnier, uh, then we have the final episode, and they've managed to figure out how to do a finale on Drag Race well. Yeah. Like, every single new thing in the finale was fantastic. Agreed. Um, They, instead of doing uh a, like, long song where they all did, like, 30-second verses, all of them w- received the exact same track. And they had a 90-second song to write anything. anything. And then Nelly Furtado came in and, like... Is she Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't what? know that. What? Nelly Furtado's Canadian. Oh, I had Canadian. no idea. I think you asked if she was a comedian. I was like, no, she's Nelly Furtado. No, no. Um, she's like a bird. She's going to fly away. She doesn't know where her home is. And apparently it's in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she, She's also a man-eater. Um, Your dog did not like that. No. She's she's only a fan of like the early two thousands. Like after folklore, she's like, I'm done. I don't no, fair. So she's not, she's not gonna listen to it evermore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or visit evermore. But um, no, uh, they but so they um and then even when they were doing the what would you say to your younger self, they framed it in a new way that was like, What would you tell yourself 
It was like when you when you touched yourself a year ago yeah. or something. I love that. Was that. Like, that it, like and like Venus gave a really beautiful speech. Um like it was just such a good episode throughout. There was one more thing that happened. There was like one more like twist I thought that happened and I don't remember what it was. Uh, how about the fact that Brooke really proved she is a fucking great host oh, absolutely. this whole time. Oh yeah. Brooke's a great host. Brad is great. Like Brad's amazing. Doing a good yeah. job. He is such a good uh, and Michelle. Then, and then what's her name? Tracy. Tracy Melchior. Chelsea is also Tracy. I miss Stacy McKenzie. I miss Stacy too. I miss but, her too. so much. But it was just a great episode. Um, it's a great season. I I personally wanted Aurora to win at the end. I just liked her so much in this episode. I was Agreed. team Melinda. And I was very sad. Who? What? I was team Melinda. She doesn't make it to the end, Gloria. I know. Wasn't in the episode, I know. You, the, you, we were all team Melinda, oh. but unfortunately. <laughs> hey, remember a few weeks ago when we watched The Bitch Who Stole Christmas and Pope was team Girlfriend, girlfriend experience. experience. Yeah, I'm always a couple episodes behind. Uh, <laughs> also, are Venus and the girlfriend experience dating? <gasps> oh my god, are they? I couldn't. Based on Untucked, I couldn't. They're gonna have the most beautiful children. Wow. Um, my goodness. Like, uh, I will say that I was Team Denim, but of the top two, I think I maybe liked Venus. And I really, actually, I really liked both of them. Like, I, I really was this happy. This was such a strong yeah. top two. It was one of those things where I was like, I love denim. I was a denim girly down. Same. I did not think denim was the winner of this season by the end of this season. Yeah. Um, but I'm very excited to see both denim and Aurora come back in, like, Canada versus the Worlds. Canada versus the World. Canada. Oh, or All Stars. Like, also, Canada All Stars is going to happen. Yeah. Canada All-Stars is going to happen. Um, we're getting very soon a UK versus the world part deux. Oh, and Giselle Lullaby was a reindeer. Yes. Oh, that was the other thing. They did the, like, the Titanic photo shoot. Oh, yeah. We had like a little Titanic photo shoot where Giselle was kind of dressed as Celine Dion, I yes, think. Yes, she was definitely was dressed as Celine Dion. It was very cute. It was very dumb. And like those pictures then got brought back and they showed them. Yeah. And they were just like, no. everything in the episode was just nice. It was just like, it was a good it was a warm episode. It, Canada's Drag Race this season was not just a cup of cocoa. It was a cup of cocoa with marshmallows. I love that. I love that. And, like, I guess for me, I am a couple episodes behind, obviously. That's why I'm kind of not really part of this conversation as much as I'd like to be. But we did tell you you had to finish the, ep- the season. You day. warned me, and I just forgot. But I will say, this proves Drag Race can be great. Yes. Anywhere. And I'm <laughs> so excited to see more of I just want to I, I want to see more Canada now what I'm trying to say is to quote the what we're trying to say is to quote the critic from Ratatouille not every season of Drag Race can be great but a great season of Drag Race can come from anywhere damn and until next time stay Canadian <laughs>